0: Hi, you're listening to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun, hosted by Dominic Mercurio and Laura Weinbach. What you're about to hear is the first episode recorded a month ago before we came up with a name, so you might hear us brainstorming a few ideas throughout the show. Thanks so much for checking it out. Hope you like it.
1: welcome. My name is Dominic Mercurio. I'm here with the singer and guitarist and you know, part-time friend Laura Weinbach. Hi. How's it going?
0: Good. How are you? Good. Good to um, see
1: you. Yeah, you you too, you too. Though we have been seeing each other for Well, we approximately spent the entire 24 hours 24
0: hours together.
1: <laughs> but, you know, It's fine. Nice to nice to reacquaint ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> so, uh, on this podcast, we talk about <laughs> movies, music, food, kind of whatever we want, a grab bag, you could say. Um, So we'll have a main topic each time. uh, And the main topic today is going to be moonlight, but we'll get to that later. So what have you been... uh listening and uh, listening and watching and uh, okay, a weekend review a weekend week review. review yeah okay. oh let's call it that that's good yeah we a weekend a weekend we week review uh,
0: sure weekend review week in review whatever mm-hmm. you want it's sure. up to you it's really your own personal party <laughs> um so a few things that i've experienced this week are uh-huh. first um well, I found myself back at the old Daiso again, which is a really great Japanese 99 cent store. Yeah. Um, You've been telling me about this. And uh, I'm sorry that I didn't go there originally for our Pocky party the other night mm-hmm. on our last on the last recording that we did for this podcast because uh-huh. they had a lot more flavors and a lot more options than where I went. Oh, to get yeah. The Pocky well, you had that
1: orange one, yeah. which, which so I tried last was, night. Uh,
0: so I tried some new Pocky flavors and textures. Oh, man. Among them being... Uh-huh. Brazilian orange, which <laughs> uh-huh. to me was a blast. I oh, is that the one, that's the
1: one I tried, right?
0: Yeah, you didn't love it. To no. me, it was like the word creamsicle came to mind.
1: See, creamsicle <laughs> came to that. mind as in that's what I wanted it to be. But I was it's, it. It was like I wanted it to taste more like a creamsicle. But to me, it just tasted like an orange with a piece of bread.
0: See, I felt that it was full fledged cream dream. Mm.
1: It was like eighty percent there, Se- seventy five to eighty percent. Yeah, I mean,
0: I, I don't mind the bread element, honestly. And for me, it wasn't really that. I didn't feel that it was bread like. It was more of a crispy, sickle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crisp, crisp sickle. Right, right. Anyway, so I had that, and I really wish we could have had that be part of our Pocky, um, parky party because that would have gotten a high score for me and maybe not for you. And therefore it would have been a point of controversy, which mm-hmm. could have been fun.
1: That is true. Cause we mostly agreed on, on almost all the flavors.
0: Definitely agreed on that green tea being There wasn't much controversy. Average. No, there wasn't. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. And then a different kind of Pocky that I tried was, it was called Pocky thin, mm-hmm. And they're basically just thin versions of regular chocolate dipped Pocky. And I got to say, after having the thin ones, I just couldn't go back to regular size. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, oh the big one. Yeah. The yeah, thin ones yeah. were
0: delightful, crispy well, yeah. little just pleasure domes. Well, and know, then <laughs> the, going back to the thick ones really <laughs> felt too thick. It was just too damn thick. Uh-huh. Um it's true though. I gotta say those thin ones were very delightful, very crispy, very tangy, and uh-huh. um as a chocolate uh you know Bonanza. investment. Oh. <laughs> um and I loved them. I loved Uh them and I loved eating those followed by Uh a Brazilian orange... Although normal size Pocky still. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a real deli- orange. other' was going to be like a no, pairing? No, Brazilian orange flavored other I thought you were
1: going to like suggest a pairing option for.
0: I am suggesting a pair o- pairing <laughs> of option. Of two pockies. I'm <laughs> suggesting a thin Pocky <laughs> followed by a Brazilian orange Pocky. And if you can find a thin version of the orange, I highly recommend that. Uh-huh. That would be awesome. The thickness of the orange one is a bit of a throw off.
1: Is there one that you should put in your mouth first?
0: Yes, I'm saying the thin Pocky should go first. The Followed thin by. one. Yeah, following that with a Brazilian orange. It's like a this. thick
1: Brazilian orange. A
0: thick, yes, unfortunately, right. thick, but still delicious. It's like having a chocolate dipped orange. <laughs>
1: it's good. Uh, I believe you. I mean, actually, that sounds I mean, good. I, I'd be down.
0: Now, another thing that I know that we wanted to talk about and that we had saved talking about until this particular podcast was mm-hmm. the new XX album.
2: Oh. Which is funny so you, because
0: you, the, the, the experience at Daiso totally ties in with the XX album. Really? Yeah, because I went to Daiso, and lo and behold, they were playing the entire old XX album. Oh, the first one. Yeah, the one that's like just an X <laughs> X or whatever well, on the well cover. All, it's like a die cut thing.
1: Yeah, they wait, all they all do that though.
0: Wait, they're all die cut.
1: Well, they're uh, oh die cut. What do you mean by that? Like, like
0: the album cover is like black with a die like a it's like stenciled out cut out. Yeah, they're the all X. like that. Okay. But well, but they just goes to show but how much I know co- about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but they're all like different uh styles, like the X itself is is a different or it's like different okay, colors. Okay, the thick
0: and... one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, 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 no it's like the
0: black cover with a yeah. cut out X.
1: I think that's the first album. Anyways. I
0: think it's the first one. It's got the song like
1: uh <laughs> where, you know it goes like don't uh, don't don't
0: don't 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first song. Intro, and then it has the like song that I per- that I personally that made me actually listen to XX in the first place.
1: Yeah, they're cool. That's a great Which song. Was, no,
0: not that song, but the other one that's like... also on that album. Yeah, also on that album. Uh, uh, it's like I am yours now.
1: Oh yeah, I love that it's one. It's
0: like I am yours now. <laughs> they totally <laughs> both had. They both had lists. They do. Uh, yeah, I kind of so like it.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. It, she she's got a very unique kind of uh, she singing voice. He. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. They and they, they work really like they're well together. Related actually, to me. Oh yeah. Um, well, they're not. I know they're not. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but they're good friends, like long time right. so good friends.
0: Right. Um. So listening to that old one, I was like, oh, we should check out the new XX album when mm. we got in the car. So yeah. we started listening to it on Spotify. How,
1: how deep in? How deep did we you got go? Like
0: three songs deep.
1: Three songs deep. Uh-huh. Didn't love it. Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like their voices really like matured in a kind of adult contemporary way that i'm not sure i can get down oh with. interesting
1: she sings out more in this new yeah, album and yeah. and um i actually agree with you i i am more of a fan of kind of like this soft-spoken thing that she was doing for the first well, album that was
0: kind of what was cool about yeah. her voice in these other albums and the appeal of of i think their sound overall was kind of her girlish uh-huh. sort of teeny teen not teeny but like teen Angsty sounding mm-hmm. emotional voice.
1: Well, and to me, she always just sounded like an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> and or now she, like that. and now she like sounds like an extrovert, you know?
0: Well, she just sounds she's like singing she's, out. Trying she's belting to... out.
1: She's like, I mean, I don't, wh-
0: know, da, da. I don't know if I would describe her as extrovert, but just more like trying to sort of realize herself as a fully fledged woman <laughs> or mm, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It's just very womanly, and I don't know if I like womanly.
1: You know yeah, I get mean? you. As a sound. That's, <laughs> a, that's my uh, probably. One of the only complaints I, I have about it—not like complaint, but just like it's something—it's an aspect of it that I'm not totally a fan of. So I, uh-huh. ju- I agree with you on that, but but I actually really dig the album as a whole. Really? Yeah, yeah. What
0: do you like about it?
1: I I like. Well, definitely their sound has developed. It's uh, especially from the first album. If you kind of listen to the second album, the one in between the mm-hmm. two, it, 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 you can kind of gauge that this was the direction they were maybe going to go in. But I definitely am preferring this this one to their second album. So mm. this new one's called ICU. Okay. Their second album's called Coexist. <laughs> uh-huh. And the first one, I think, is just self-titled. I'm not positive about that. But the new album, it's a new sound. It's more filled out, it's a little more dancey. It's, um, they're kind of. I don't know, especially the first song, like right away, it's like, it's like I could, this is like a, in, in the club kind of, in the club. it's like in the yeah. club, it's like total dance, it's dance hall vibe. I want to play a song for you after this called Replica, yeah. which is my favorite song of the album. And I think it's like the fifth or sixth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that song to me is very, it's just got like this great melody mm-hmm. for both the verses and the choruses. Um I don't know it's like it, that's the one that I keep coming back to like I think about it when I'm not listening to the album and I'm like man I got I want to throw that on the next time I get next to my iPod or whatever you know what else have you been up to Is, that, is well, that- that's
0: about it for me yeah. tell me what you've been up to
1: uh well definitely the XX, which we already talked about. I've been listening to that a lot. Um Spoon came out with a new song. Oh really? I, I meant to play that now for that you Actually, I should be listening to. You it. should be listening to. Spoon well is just one of song. My
0: they are one of my favorite contemporaries. They're ones. so good. They're, they're they're just they're they're so great.
1: They're great. Yeah. They
0: just are good at what they do.
1: And you know, the first time I heard Spoon, I was fairly young. I was a young yin. <laughs> and um and I was like, I don't know, this is just kinda like standard, boring, straightforward rock. rock? You know because they are they are just they like are rock a rock band but, but they here's are a thing. great rock band exactly it's like then there upon really aren't reevaluation that many
0: rock bands left in the world
1: yeah they are you know really I mean? they're, they're really like it seems like keeping rock it is real not...
0: totally I mean yeah I agree like I...
1: straightforward we're just gonna be a rock band but we're gonna make great just like I mean, yeah, there's excellently no, there's crafted no, like
0: freaking flowery bullshit about them it's no. just straight it's ahead genuine just... like good well-crafted rock and roll mm-hmm. rock and roll music yeah rock all and roll. aspects <laughs> no, yeah i agree and i think that that's what's awesome about them is that they write great songs and they deliver them with really excellent craftsmanship and, and great production and production too. Yeah, yeah exactly um, and they they're definitely a band that i look up to and admire
1: yeah yeah, the new song's cool. I can't and say respect. I like, initially was just blown away by it, but I certainly threw on a few times, and I was Wait, like, oh, so man, digging it.
0: Is their album, do they have a new album coming out? Yes, I oh. think it's
1: called like Hot Thoughts. Okay. <laughs> or something like that. Which wow. I, Yeah, and it is it, called Hot Thoughts because that's the name of the out? single. Oh. Very soon. Um, Again, what, I, I'm loving this new trend of bands like Okay. coming out of the gate swinging and just being like look we got a few songs and we're our albums coming out in a month awesome. so i think it's also coming out like either late february or early march it's okay. very soon
0: i'm gonna need to listen to that asap yeah
1: well they just have one song out right now yeah, but it's, that's it's cool mean. It's cool um oh man
0: i can't believe i didn't i didn't know
1: yeah um well you want to get into the main topic here
0: yeah sure let's do it i think we've spent about an hour yeah. <laughs> oh not that one oh, okay
1: um Okay. So yeah, we're going to be talking about Moonlight. Uh, one thing to just quickly mention is that we will be discussing the entire film, um, front to back, back to front, however you want to wipe. Reach um, around. Uh, so that means we'll we'll be talking about the ending and everything. Uh, so, But I think first, we'll just kind of start with some first impressions, which you could definitely listen to, uh, even if you care about spoilers. Um, and then we'll kind of be getting into spoiler territory, so just kind of like and we just we just watched this too about like an hour ago and uh, we haven't really discussed it so I'm actually very curious cuz I've seen this movie once before um probably a couple months ago now um and Laura you just saw it for the first time correct yes um do you so, feel yeah.
0: different now that you saw it twice
1: i st- i pretty much feel the same i i it kind of just um it was actually nice to see it again because i could focus a little less on you know Um, I guess the story content and a little more on like the technical aspects. I guess Mm -hmm. I I think sometimes when I watch it for a movie for the second time, I start to then think about it from like a different perspective. Whereas the first time, I'm mostly the thing I'm there for is following the story and you know getting. I mean, pretty much my thoughts are the same though. But we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. I mean, what so um what are kind of like your non spoiler spoilery um impressions?
0: I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't feel like I have an overwhelming amount of things to say about the movie. Mm. Like I'm, I was, I left the theater thinking, what am I really going to say about this movie in yeah. the podcast? I don't, I didn't, I wasn't like overwhelmed by it necessarily. Uh-huh. Like I, I wasn't, um, I didn't love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it. I, I liked it enough, but it wasn't like a movie that did that much for me. But I will say that I thought it was pretty well made, like I thought it was really well shot-, uh-huh. I thought that a lot of the yeah, the cinematography was really you know creative and and um engaging in that way um and then the use of the music was interesting as like an interesting kind of juxtaposition, but a little over the top for me
1: the music or yeah, just yeah I in felt general? that
0: the use of the music was like a little melodramatic, which I mm. didn't love. Um, you know, I felt like it was this really kind of bold choice to use like the kind of music that they use in certain scenes. Right. And it, is often it just at had the air with... of like that their mentality behind it was like, oh, this is so genius. Is just, like
1: like heavy handed or something.
0: Just, it seemed melodramatic, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and in that way it kind of, gave, it made it a little bit cheesy. To really? Me, the use of the music at certain points, not all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I thought it worked really well and it was interesting, but, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my, my initial response to it, but I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely down to like get into more detail.
1: Yeah. But Actually, I, f- I feel like there's a lot to talk about even before we get into spoilers because it's not really like the kind of movie that's like, Oh, you know, uh, it's, it's about the, uh, it's not about these big plot twists or whatever. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, uh, that's so interesting about the music. Cause to me that, to me, I love the score. Mm-hmm. I think, it, I think it really, uh, <laughs> it totally worked for me as far as I, I get what you're saying. Um, mm-hmm. that it, it, uh, maybe the intention is to elevate a scene's emotion and sometimes that can be uh, perceived as kind of holding the audience's hand or something or or, or really drawing you to the well of emotion. Like, let's m- really make you feel like this and let's have all fronts kind of pushing that, which I, which I, I sometimes feel in movies, but yeah. for some reason I felt like it really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, l- I just, I love the, the kind of concept of the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, often taking over a scene like there's many moments to me that are some of the most powerful moments in the movie where and then the diegetic
0: sound kind of cuts it, absolutely, out absolutely yeah. yeah and and
1: it just becomes this visual and aural it's just it's just about the moment and mm-hmm. um i felt like the visuals in tandem with the music made these like just beautiful vignettes that were happening throughout the film mm-hmm. um to me that was the highlight and in fact uh the dialogue was that's where I felt. I think a little bit of what you're feeling is sometimes I felt like the dialogue was a little too heavy-handed, and like uh,
0: <laughs> such as the part where wait, should I give a spoiler now?
1: Sure. I mean, well, or is not. it like at the end of the movie or something? Or? No,
0: there was one part that I I kind of laughed out loud because <laughs> it was funny. Wh- which part? <laughs> well, when <laughs> when the when the son is, when the guy is talking to his mother and they're at like that whatever she's at rehab yeah, center, yeah, yeah, and she's like, look. <laughs> I know I messed up. <laughs> I fucked it all the way up.
1: <laughs> it's just. Oh, that didn't bother me. It, it didn't bother I did, me. I, I do remember it, you laughing, though. I found though. it
0: humorous. It was right. a funny thing to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Although, my brother actually told me about that line before, but and he, but he told it to me wrong. He told it to me different than how it happened in the movie. Mm. But yeah, there were there, there were.
1: So like, that's probably <laughs> why you're laughing then.
0: Kind of, but I also would. it, it is a funny thing to say. Fucked it all the way up. <laughs> anyway, I, I totally didn't get it. <laughs> <know, he>, uh, <laughs> uh, there was, yeah, so that part, along with the.
1: Oh, I actually felt like it was in the beginning for me. Was uh, oh. uh, so, some of the some of the acting just felt like a little strange. I don't know. I can, I guess I'm trying to pinpoint moments, and I can't particularly pinpoint moments. But it, it just felt like. Um, I think everything got a little better as the as the movie went on as far as it from a dialogue perspective. But I also really mm. like how how uh in general little dialogue there actually is in the movie. Yeah. Um a lot of times it's it's like saying something without too much, you know. It's sure. it's more just uh it's like the subtlety of of how their face moves or or, you know, uh, the context of what's going on tells you a lot about the story, much more, actually, about the story of this one dude in kind of three parts of his different life um, than, I think, the words he actually says a lot of the time. Which, I guess you know kind of runs the theme that he is like a kind of a quiet introverted person for at least the majority of the film yeah um
0: i think you're right though about sort of the subtleties of the micro expressions man, like so good especially towards the end for me like yeah. when he's That's what the emotion's at. with the his friend kevin or whatever after all the years had passed yeah that those moments were actually almost uncomfortable in the sense of them being so micro-expression-y and so, like, fused with energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just so much saying going on. too much. Like, just their expressions. And I guess it also has to do with the way it was shot and, like, the really extreme close-ups on each of their faces. And yeah. they're kind of like...
1: Which I love. You
0: know, you're really feeling what, what they must be thinking in those moments without ne- necessarily knowing too much because we don't really know... What happened for each of them and what their life, the course of their lives have taken before they even say, it, you know, totally. It's just that this other, this one guy who was once this kind of like cute boyish high school kid
2: mm.
0: has become this like fully fledged man who is like a cook in a restaurant mm-hmm. and he's just sort of just trying to make it in the city kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, it's like he's by. no longer the like, you know, badass cool totally. kid that he thought he was. And yet, yeah, there's just something really intense about the look on his face when you see kind of the shift that his life has taken, uh-huh. you know, without knowing it. You just see like, I don't know, it's interesting. I mean, I think movies often do that, though. Like when, when kids turn into adults over you know overnight, basically, in a movie. Yeah. And it's like suddenly they've gone through puberty and they're no longer <laughs> like right. the well, cute child. We as the
1: <laughs> audience are also kind of catching up right as they are catching up because they haven't seen each other for you know i think someone. i think they mentioned it's a decade um yeah. and uh so they are learning about each other in sort of these subtle ways that cuz really again it's like not a huge conversation i mean i guess the last third of the movie uh by the way i guess we've already kind of we're getting into spoilers we're we're spoiling yeah, it <laughs> uh you know like the last third of the movie is essentially just mainly just that one di- uh diner scene
0: I did like when he took his grills out. <laughs> I,
1: I laughed yeah. out loud at that. No, that's good. Yeah, and I think that that is played for for humor. You know, like right. I think I think that was funny, <laughs> especially because it's like his character well, takes on such a dramatic yeah, shift, trying
0: to be something he's not.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He's kind of like putting on this, but this. he's also
0: not not that in a way. It's like he is that in a lot of ways too. And yeah.
1: Well, it's what he always wanted. Or not I don't think he, he ever wanted, wanted
0: to be that, but I think that the way he. Experienced life for the first decade the first 10 years of his life or you know the first 15 years of his life really like led him to becoming that and it was kind of like all of his circumstances were you know it seemed like they were pointing him in that direction or would naturally aim
1: yeah unfortunately i mean yeah um, yeah
0: which would it's unfortunate but i mean he had like a really rough life and you know he ends up becoming this kind of roughed up tough guy but ultimately, he's a sensitive, like you know, scared boy inside, Absolutely. which is, which is interesting, mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, I, lo- I I love that uh, kind of um, juxtaposition, I guess, of his character. Like that, that's where we kind of are leaving him off. Is you know, the first time you see him as an adult, he's you know just driving this car and like blasting music, and and he's got like his grill in, and <laughs> and it's like wow, what a dramatic shift from the the boy that we just saw like getting punched out and do you you think
0: that he's supposed to like parallel the guy that um he that befriends him in the beginning like the old that guy who's the husband or the boyfriend of Teresa yeah do you think that maybe he was like him when he was a kid
1: definitely you get the sense that he probably kind of like looked up to him a bit Um,
0: no no I mean obviously well yeah it seems clear that he looked up to him Mm -hmm. that the main guy looked up to. I don't even know the guy's name.
1: The drug dealer. The drug dealer who
0: who kind of like adopted him essentially. But do you think that the guy who adopted the drug dealer, the first drug dealer, do you think that he was like the main character when he was a boy? Oh. Do you think that maybe he had some parallels that we don't know about?
1: I mean, yeah, I think that's actually a good point as to why he'd probably like see this kid who is you know hiding out in a abandoned building and and is super quiet and shy and probably saw elements of himself in that kid and that's why he probably brought him under his wing you know i mean i think that seems like a reasonable explanation for why he was kind of a becoming a you know A father figure in a way
0: it's just so interesting because it's like this guy is a drug dealer he's a drug lord
1: right and that kind of comes with this baggage of who you think that might be yeah which is not sensitive at all or something not
0: sensitive not compassionate not caring and why would he choose to take on the responsibility of looking after this kid who Mm -hmm. he's not related to and it's just weird it's like he cut you know and then he brings him into his home which is this like safe environment totally now how about that part when he wakes up with semen on his uh, boxers
1: <laughs> you want to investigate this <laughs> I like that We're, let's do a zoom in on that yeah <laughs> oh you like that well that I found it something amusing. you like I just thought
0: it was <laughs> well funny. I think because he wakes up and he's like the camera slowly pans down and he like and touches like, oh, his boxers and he's like right here. he's like oh oh, oh. oh.
1: <laughs> well I don't know if he does that but we'll, but we'll imagine that he went oh sopped he it could up have sniffed it <laughs> scratch and sniff a little bit
0: bit of a scratch and sniff yeah <laughs>
1: I mean, I think I that mean, was, it was. There's like, definitely some like awkward sexual moments throughout the entire film, or or things that are, you know, I think hinting basically at his repressed sexuality, you know, oh, throughout, I guess throughout the entire. Was, yeah, film.
0: I guess that, obviously, I guess it's funny because I didn't really like analyze the meaning of that. <laughs> You're just like, oh, look, I was just like, that's, little cummy boxer moment. I was like, that's come. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is. <laughs> hey, sometimes you wake but up. It's and
0: just funny because I guess like, you know, he's a grown man. So you don't normally think of a grown older person as having right, a having, wet like,
1: dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think. The
0: fact is, is he had a wet dream. Exactly.
1: I think that's exactly it, though. I think he nailed it on the head. Like normally an adult man is like. Not
0: as repre- Pretty comfortable so he, what, with it's what's It's a sign of repression. I think
1: it totally it's gotta is. gotta be. It's like this dude, this dude. I mean, we find out later that he has never been touched by another man. Uh, right. and. And he, obviously, we find out that he has completely repressed his sexuality. Well,
0: I heard that you would have a wet dream like every night if that were the case. So <laughs> why would he be surprised night. about the cum on his boxers that one night?
1: I don't think he was. I think you were.
0: <laughs> well, it seemed like he was. F- wait, didn't he kind of touch it and go, ooh? I don't,
1: I don't think there was any sound effects. I think you're adding that sound effect. Play <laughs> I <don't> the tape. <laughs> 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 I, I'm pretty positive that he just reaches down. His, and he's,
0: His face expressed the sound. Ooh, <laughs> I don't even think you see his it, face. I don't.
1: I think it. I think it just <laughs> holds on that on that cummy close up for a little bit, and we
0: definitely touches it with his fingers. Oh, he touches it. yeah. Okay, fine. Even if you don't see his face, I feel like just seeing his hand touch the cum mm, in such a the way. The way he had the cum it on seems on his like fingers. he would be saying, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> what?" <laughs> I think he sees it going. Wait a minute, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's more cum. Um.
0: <laughs> oh, that's cum. Uh, what? Uh, that's cum.
1: <laughs> cumcast. Maybe we could just call this the cumcast.
0: How about <laughs> the cumquat?
1: The cum squat. How about cum twat? Oh, cum... Cum... Cum twat. <laughs> cum <Come tia. laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cum twat. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. so I think that along with multiple other scenes in the movie, like when no, they're all kind of like comparing dicks and like... Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, like let's talk about the comparing of the dicks part because yeah. I feel like that was somewhat briefed over and like... Briefed or, bo- or boxed it over. <laughs> it was a bit Did, of a brief Now, thing. what do you think
1: he... Do you think he's a boxes or a briefs kind of fellow?
0: Well, it's clear that he was a boxers guy because his come on oh, is right. boxers. Well, you
1: could make a transition, I'll tell you what. I mean, I at one point did wear boxers, but I'm mostly in the brief territory. These I, days. I really
0: respect that, honestly. Yeah. I feel like You briefs, can transition. I know, but oh, so you think that he was once briefs and now he's boxers? He could at
1: one point have been <laughs> like brief. The bo-
0: yeah, I think you might be right, actually.
1: But he has become fully formed into his boxer self. I think self. the
0: boxer is a, a representation of his <laughs> kind of harder self.
1: Yeah. More and loose, <laughs> more fast and loose kind of.
0: I mean, I think that he he wore boxers because his dick just got bigger.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, Um. so there's kind of so there's three scenes that I think in each of the three parts. I watched this again, uh, or you know, I kind of noticed this this time. I think that are all kind of I think showing his kind of repressed sexuality, and I think in that first part in the childhood segment of it yeah it's totally when they're um rough housing yeah when, when after they're like playing a game on that field and then, he and then that, his friend comes over and they kind of like are wrestling but the way that it's shot and the and
0: it's very intimate it's
1: very yeah it's 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 kind of it is totally like mirroring but do you
0: really think that there was like a sexual undertone going through the conscious minds of those children at that time
1: I think so. I mean, I think I, I got to say, the like, it was
0: shot made it seem like it was supposed to be like that, but I don't know.
1: Well, sure, but I also think, like, as a little kid, it's it doesn't necessarily mean sex yet. It like, just it's means, not
0: in your conscious mind
1: yet. Like, like you know, wh- how old do you think he is? In that probably like, like eight. Yeah, he, he's very young, and I think at eight, um, it's you're kind of you're, you're not thinking about it as you're not over sexualizing things yet, but you do have this sense of what just kind of feels good, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for him, maybe it in the most adolescent way, it it was as close as he was going to feel to what, like, sex would be for, like, an eight-year-old, that concept, you know? Uh-huh. Which I think you're not really, like, fully exploring when you're eight. Um, but so I think was... for him, it's it more just, like, roughhousing and, and, and that, you know, being close with another boy yeah. It had a different meaning for him than it would other boys, you know.
0: Wait, do you think that he was feeling sexualized at all when they were roughhousing with the group?
1: Um And that's why he had to leave? Oh no, no. Remember not. like
0: how they were they were basically like rough on the ground I with think the, the whole bored. group and then yeah. he left. Oh, and you think he was just bored?
1: I thought I thought he was just over it. Like he's not really he's pretty no antisocial and he uh-huh. I think he just wanted to go home. Because, um, th- well he mentions he he mentions he's like it just gets boring after a while. Um, as he's walking away, when the yeah other he kid says asks him, like, that, but
0: there's it seems like there's some kind of hidden meaning
1: going on. I mean, there's I obviously there more be. going
0: on than just that, right? It maybe.
1: I mean, potentially, sure, uh, but well. I I kind of took it more as like you know the one-on-one kind of roughhousing with with that kid who it's the same kid, right? It's the Kevin, yeah, um, <laughs> Kevin, that's right. Uh, you know, it's just it took on a different meaning for him. Yeah. And then so that scene parallels the, you know, checking each other's dicks out scene, which and I guess in the in the in the midsection of this movie is certainly when he's really exploring his sexuality because he's like, he's, yeah, but,
0: um, <laughs> he's,
1: he's like a teen. And you know I
0: know, but like, <laughs> well, you think that the scene where they're checking out each other's peanuts, as they call them,
1: <laughs> I think it's just you another that scene that where it's it's two different ways repressed. No, I think it's just two different ways that uh, boys his age are going about things. Right? That that that's what I mean. Like that oh, scene okay. to me parallels that first scene where you know. Well, I guess we later find out that that other kid did was at least interested in guys as well. But I think wait, how boy, did we
0: find that out again?
1: Well, because I mean, <laughs> what? Happened? It's the same. It's the same dude the whole time. Who then they like are getting together at the beach and then. No, later I on, know.
0: But how do you know that he was? Wait, did you say that we find out that he had had other like male no, no, male no, no. relations? Or
1: no, I just mean that we find out later that he's interested in guys. You oh, know? because at he that puts point the we don't. Know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point we don't know. Right, but all I'm saying is, is, I think that scene parallels the checking each other's dicks scene out because it's kind of like
0: there's definitely this kind of interest going on there in the back of their minds
1: for straight and gay dudes. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. like. You know, there's just sort of this like, am I is like the way that my body's coming together right, or like what's up? You know, like it's kind of like that adolescent interest of your own body and right.
0: But you think that, but I think it has a slightly different meaning. Like, there's also the like this. There's probably like a a a subdued attraction going on that was there that we kind of realized in the beach scene because of the revelations that are made.
1: I mean, yeah, I think it's. I think it's the most subtle of of suggestions, but I think it's I think it's more just about showing that the way he's experiencing coming to terms with his sexuality mm-hmm. is in the same way that a straight man would, uh, but it just has, like he feels like an outsider because of it. You know, for example, all these dudes are just like, but he what, doesn't talking know. about how their dicks look, but for them it's not like in a sexual way, it's more just like a curiosity way, where for him it... it could There's be. definitely
0: some sexualness going on there.
1: Right. I, I think but not that, with each other, you know.
0: Maybe not, but who knows? I mean, it's all a little bit sexual. Sure. <laughs> you're looking at your penises together. Come right. on. Yeah. I mean, it might But not I think be, that doesn't really. I don't think it means that you're gay or not gay. Of course. Yeah. I think, though, that innately just that experience is sexual, whether it's, you know, right. full on having anal or not. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, look, it's just, you know. It is what it is, but but here's what I want to ask. Yeah. What do you think about the bully guy? Is he gay? It seems oh, like bull- he's gay. Oh really? Oh. It, it is, seems like sure, they're all maybe. gay. <laughs> Not all of them, but like definitely the long-haired braided guy. Uh, he things. seems like he's a repressed, like that he's gay and he's repressed and he's angry and that is that he's taking it out on.
1: Oh yeah. Other dude. I didn't really. Uh I didn't think that, but it's also, I think, a pretty traditional story. That it seems
0: like he basically s- communicated that to him, though, when he was like, way. I mean, maybe I misunderstood, sure. uh, misunderstood it, but like when he said, I don't know, he was talking about somebody, he was like, oh yeah, that girl, like she sucked dick or something like that. Not talking about Teresa, but he was talking about one of her oh, classmates. Yeah. And he's like, if you want me to fuck with you, I'll do it. Or so, I forget exactly what he said, but. Well, he said,
1: well, he's not into that gay shit. At one point, that, in that same conversation, but I can't no, remember. No, no, but I think that he of...
0: insinuated like doing something gay to oh, him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Basically, he. It seemed like he had some some issues with his sexuality.
1: I think a lot of the times, like a lo- you know, in real life, you often find that homophobia comes from a place of repressed, uh, you know, feelings.
0: Right, and maybe this whole movie was sort of like what's the worst-case scenario that could happen to a repressed gay person? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or best-case... Or, like, what are the scenarios that can happen to repression... Can come from re- repression, basically?
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And the ending of the movie... Um, what do you think of the ending? Because, to me, I, I absolutely love where they kind of leave it off as far as, like, he, we... Th- this, we learn that he has totally repressed his sexuality in the, in the preceding 10 years in between part right. two and part three. And that he now is like finally able to even start that conversation. Because I mean, right. he kind of, he actually brings it up at the end. He's like, You're the only man that, he says something like, You're the only man that has ever touched me or something. Yeah. Um, which is the first time that he's actually bringing it up ever. Right. Because he's so quiet and introverted this What's entire film. What's interesting
0: is because he's like this hard ass now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, like, kind of maybe a parallel to the guy who put him into that position, which is the guy that beat him up. Right, right. You know, the guy with the long hair in in high school. He's, like, a hard ass or whatever, right? But Uh I don't know. I'm just saying that it's possible there could be a parallel there, you know, with him. Like, basically, people putting on these fronts of, like, you know, like, mega machismo kind of (laughs) alpha male type of characters to hide something more sensitive and... I don't know. <laughs> I'm just yeah. throwing out ideas here.
1: So, What did you think of the ending? Like, where oh, they what did I think le- of the ending? Left it off?
0: Um, wait, what happened at the end again? <laughs> well, I mean, they basically, talk.
1: they, they had that conversation. Oh, and, and it just shows him kind of in the other they, guy's arms? Yeah, they're just kind of, yeah.
0: I thought it was fine. You know, I didn't think that much of it. I mean, mm. I thought it was it, what it was. It didn't seem to be... Anything other than what it was, right. which was this guy it's finding under- finally finding, finding solace in right. the arms of a person who was the only person to express um, like romantic love towards him and mm-hmm. compassion and caring and you know, finally he gets to reunite with that. Right. And so yay. So what do you think? <laughs> That's about- yeah, exactly what this scene depicted and there was nothing really hidden about what was going on or other, you know.
1: Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like an understated I think it's like, ending. yeah, a, it's a as slice of life. Yeah, a <laughs> slice of life. Slice of life. <laughs> the cinematography also, I just have to give oh, a shout out to yeah. just how beautiful this movie is from like a color perspective and just great choices, you know? Like I thought
0: it was really cool in that scene where they're in the ocean, didn't
1: Oh, man. Yeah, totally. The cinematography it's all shot like right at... um Like at sea water at sea level. level yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like going in and out of, um you know, yeah. the water and... I mean uh, was
0: that I mean, it wasn't quite handheld it was just kind of like it was kind of handheld yeah was it handheld or i don't know was probably handheld
1: ish yeah. if not just full on held by a hand
0: i don't know i mean sure. They, I, I imagine they must have had some kind of strap on device
1: <laughs> maybe so like actually when i when i first saw this movie um it was Barry jenkins the the writer director um mm-hmm. he was there and and did like a q and a after um oh, i watched cool. it And he did mention that that scene in particular um, was very... It was actually going to be a, a longer scene and I think it was going to... What did he say? It was going to kind of... It was going to be something else. It was going to be like he wasn't going to teach him how to swim but it was going to be some other thing was going to happen there mm. but basically the day that they showed up they only had one day to shoot it and they thought they were going to have all day but a big storm was coming in oh, so wow. they had it went from like an eight hour shoot to like a two hour shoot and wow. so they basically had to just capture something mm-hmm. he's like alright and then I guess the kid really didn't know how to swim um, so they were going to maybe spend the first part just teaching him how to swim just for the sake of Justin the film K. Oh, I see you that. know just so whatever um, or uh, I can't remember if that's exactly what he said but um, ultimately, that moment became what that scene was about. It was just like they just captured that, and it was going to be shot differently. It was like basically they just determined how they could most quickly, quickly capture that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that totally ended up being one of the most beautiful scenes in the movie. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, that was it, one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it's so, it's just powerful in its simplicity. You know, it's it kind of is what it is, and there's just something about the fact that this this kid is being taught how to swim, kind of this, by this father figure. And just, I think the aquatic element to it even mm-hmm. um, adds to this this feeling of, and obviously the music too is another point that I I really like what the score is doing. And mm. yeah, it's, it's just another one of those moments in this movie where the audio and, and visuals just kind of take over and mm-hmm. it becomes something great.
2: What's up? It's Anton joining the conversation for a second. <laughs> what did you think, Anton? It was it was great. Oh, Anton saw hey, the movie with us. But uh, you um, hey, you're talking about the water, the yeah. scene. Hey, it was kind of a baptism, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calling uh, them <laughs> like a preacher, dipping them in the water. Absolutely. Like There's definitely some religious stuff going on there, right? Well, why do you, I well, think? What
0: what would that represent though? The the baptism of what exactly? I
2: don't know.
1: i actually think someone mentioned that in the q a they're like oh so that was kind of like a baptism thing and and again i I don't want to like
0: similar to the one that the man himself led
1: yeah i think i can't remember what his response to that was and i wouldn't want to put words in his mouth so
2: it doesn't necessarily have to have a direct interpretation of course absolutely even just the fact that uh, well i just i definitely got the Baptism vibe. They had like this church music playing, and mm-hmm.
1: yeah, well, orchestral kind of like.
2: What was that? I I wonder what. I don't think that was an original. I think that was a classical piece. It sounded I think like it's... there
0: were a lot of classical pieces that I've heard before. That they were just you know they were using.
1: Are you sure? Because I thought Can I it sound. I mean, I could be wrong. because he talked about the score as being um, so. Actually, uh, this is another thing he mentioned, which I was super interested in. Um, the score, uh, which I think to me is a, is personally one of my favorite parts of of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically wanted to he wanted to emulate this uh, style in hip hop, where or not actually just hip hop, but uh, but like it's called chopped and screwed, and basically it's slowing down something and then kind of throwing in either uh, like kind of low-end elements. Um, And so he basically wanted to have a classical kind of score, but Mm -hmm. he wanted it to feel like a chopped and screwed version of classical music. Hmm. And apparently the original thing that they were going to do was literally take classical pieces and then chop and screw them or whatever. Um, But he worked with a composer or whatever, and the composer had the idea to just record some new stuff and then kind of chop and or in a way that would sound chopped and screwed like from the kind of get-go hmm. versus kind of editing it to be that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so it was like the way that they actually recorded it just kind of like alternative classical That's cool. <laughs> in a way um interesting hmm. but from my understanding i believe it is um, original, original score, score. Oh. I could, that they, know, like, recorded know, with an okay, orchestra?
0: A couple of the pieces sounded very familiar, yeah. but it wasn't like I knew for sure. I mean, I'm else. sure
1: they're kind of, like, were referencing some, you uh-huh. know, some hardcore classical uh, beats.
0: <laughs> Bites. <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> Uh, but I would say that I I was I was pretty hyped for the movie even before I saw it because mm-hmm. I was a big fan of uh, Barry Jenkins' oh, okay. previous film. Wait, so what um, else did Barry Jenkins do? This is his second feature. Uh, he did Medicine for Melancholy. That's his oh, first film. I haven't film. seen that. Um, it's very good. Uh, but actually, I think this movie, in, in basically every way, is a step up from that movie, uh, okay. in, from all aspects of production. Um,
0: did you? What did you think of the last scene? Also, I mean, the, you asked like the me about very that. very last yeah. shot. What or, did you think of the last shot? Or you were asking you me about? what I thought of the last shot. What do you think of the last shot?
1: Well, okay, well, the last shot is is him as a boy, like, and then he's at the. Oh, sorry, water the and, last and, scene. But yeah, um, the the last scene, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I pretty much felt like you did, except I, I felt like it was a satisfying conclusion to his character because it's yeah. fi- he's finally allowing himself to feel something, and I think that is the thing that. He was struggling with the entire movie mm-hmm. is struggling to express himself and to give himself the things that he probably deserves to have, which is love and, and, um, you know, uh, connection with another person. And he had been repressing that for his entire life. And mm-hmm. here he is, and he's finally allowing himself to open up with uh, another man. And like, it's okay for him to do that yeah. to himself, you know? It's it's a moment of clarity for himself and, and yeah I think it's then. a beautiful moment yeah well anyways Gosh, um
0: yeah that that was fun
1: though cool so I think that's uh, come scene that was you love the <laughs> 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 all right uh, favorite moment come scene come scene <laughs> one two three come scene <laughs> oh yeah it seems like we have got <laughs> the same favorite moments that's good Anyways, <laughs> so that's know. our <laughs> thought on Moonlight <laughs> um, yeah and I guess until next time uh, my name is Dominic Macario.
0: I'm Laura Weinbach, and this has been...
1: This has been Blank. We'll figure out the name at some point. Exactly. But yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Okay, bye. You've been listening to Totally Tell Me, a weekly podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. New episodes will be posted every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and if you liked it, don't forget to share it or subscribe on iTunes. Bye-bye.